The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. So, Trevor's just going to quickly record this as well. So, Saturday, a whole group of us, 27 of us, went and met on Saturday morning to go and witness to the people of Algoa Park. And let me tell you what a phenomenal experience that was. So, all of you that prayed for us, thank you so much. Every prayer helped. It really, really did because it was definitely... Uh, something out of all of our comfort zone even though we've gone out delivering newspapers and we've met one-on-one people it was different uh, this time to go out looking for people to minister to Um, so it definitely was a step out of my comfort zone but I went in there asking the Lord for confidence and boldness and courage and he delivered like he always does and we got to meet some really phenomenal people Um, so I think it was well it was for me it was very life-changing and it made me realize how easy it is to witness to someone you just have to have that heart of God yeah. who sees people as a soul and not as anything else and God is after them we also had to like learn how important it is not to um, be offended when we get rejected because at the end of the day they're not rejecting the person itself they're rejecting Jesus yeah. so it's got nothing to do with us which really helps you it sets you free from that and um yeah so we got 31 people well jesus yeah. <laughs> jesus we got to introduce 31 people to jesus that day and that was so wonderful um our little group we got to lead a, a whole family of i think there were eight of them but uh, two of them were really small kids so <laughs> they weren't ready yet um they gave their hearts to jesus and the one lady was very teary and you could see that's exactly what they needed um and because of the money that you guys are sowing into the ministry and tithing into the ministry we were able to give them food and things like that so that was really cool as well because what does it help you witnessing to them but you can see they're in need and you do nothing about it so we were really blessed by that so we're definitely going to be doing a lot more of the going out and witnessing to the people. So when we do, we really appreciate your guys' prayers. And uh, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a little heads up. Did you want to add something? Yeah, I want to okay, say Trevor something. Okay, Trevor wants to add something. <clears throat> um, another thing that I would like to add is when we went out there... Um, Something that really stood out to me is a lot of people already know about Jesus. Yes, Mm. you're right. And there were were still a few, but it's not like we're coming with new revelation. Mm. And uh, Francois mentioned this before as well. And Jesus said, the only thing that's really keeping him back is he's waiting for people to repent. And that gospel has been spread far and wide already. Make no mistake. Mm. Are there people that must still get saved? Well, obviously. Otherwise, they would have never gotten saved on Saturday. But what I'm saying is 
Don't play with your salvation. This is those final moments now. It is the most embarrassing thing for you <laughs> to be left behind in the final hour, especially when I'm warning you over and over and over. Yeah, don't let us stand in front of the father. Eh? And you watching people around you go up because I've said this and I'm going to keep on saying it and I'm going to keep on saying it. There are believers that will be left behind. Yeah. So just because you saved and you're tuning in here on a Wednesday uh, doesn't guarantee that you're going to go up. What guarantees you going up is a personal relationship with him. Yeah. That's what guarantees. Mm. If, you, if you're if slacking off and you are being carnal, there's nothing I can do for you. It's really nothing. And you're going to lose your oil. That's the thing that yeah. kept them... Uh, Stuck. That's what kept them here on the earth. They had no oil. Mm. That's it. So, I mean, I'm I'm telling you this over and over. I'm, I'm giving you proof, man. I, I can't give you any more proof than this. We went out there and there were a lot of people that are already going to churches. A lot of people that's already saved. Um, there were a few that we got saved. But, I mean, it's just that is that should be an eye-opener for mm. you. That should be a massive eye-opener for you. Jesus said, I'm suffering long so that people can repent, you see. But he knows who he's waiting for. Well, yeah. the Father knows who he's waiting for. Because Jesus said he doesn't even know the time or the day. But the Father knows who is the last person who's going to say, come into my life, I make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of my life. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm sure you people will agree with me, what's holding the Father back then? Nothing. What's holding him back then? Then he's going to say, okay, Jesus, go. You know, maybe that guy gives his heart now, two seconds later, <coughs> Jesus comes to fetch the church. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is like, don't, don't, don't play with your salvation in the 11th hour. Don't do it because it. it's embarrassing <laughs> it, it, honestly especially when you join to um, a ministry like this where we keep you we're keeping you on fire and you're not really paying attention you because you know what jesus said he said they're going to come and knock there on my door and they're going to say lord please open up to us this this is bible i'm quoting to you this is bible i'm quoting to you and he's going to say depart from me mm -hmm. i never knew you you know and he's going to say but you you were part of a whatsapp group they're putting out such good stuff i told trevor to put the stuff there you don't read it you know you got other stuff to do what was more important no your work well do you get raptured in your work does it does you know do you have a special clock card because you now belong to a prestigious company or whatever you're going to get automatically raptured no you're <laughs> staying right here yeah they didn't find the rapture card in uh, like chocolate yes <laughs> you know, willy wonka's bar <laughs> so chocolate it's bar. like you've got to take your salvation very seriously i'm telling you now there's wars and there's rumors of wars and Jesus said this gospel will be preached in all the world first then the end will come and yeah. I'm telling you something now we came across a lot of people that already heard about Jesus a lot of people said no he's already my Lord and Savior one guy even said no you don't have to pray for me yes he said I'm saved <laughs> he knew what he was talking about he said I'm saved it's these guys yeah my staff pray for them yes you know so we're coming across a lot of that so there's not much work left if you can catch what i'm saying there's not much work left so listen if you're not even reading your chapter 
I'm telling you, and I'll just leave it like that. You're not even reading your chapter. Then, in other words, you're telling God, uh, I don't really need to get to know you. What am I going to learn? Yeah. That's what you're saying. You're telling him, what am I actually going to learn from you? You see, I'm learning and I've read my Bible mm-hmm. already, but <clears throat> it's a supernatural book and it's full of life and you can learn and you will continue learning and you will continue learning. Like I said earlier as well, if you're making excuses, you're not interested in fellowshipping, you're not interested in getting around the saints and talking about the word and glorifying your father and you're making excuses for that you've got no business in heaven because what are you going to do in heaven yeah because you're there for him in the first place yeah you <laughs> you don't need to be there then you might as well stay yeah you see you might think yes trevor you're blunt but you know what you're gonna you're gonna be so grateful that i am blunt and i am straightforward because there's a time coming where you're gonna hear the the shout of the angel you're gonna hear the voice of the trumpet you're gonna hear those things and then you're gonna be so grateful you're gonna find yourself starting to lift up and you're going to be so thankful because why is he a rapture because he's taking you out of this place because it's going to grow wicked still you think this is wicked this is nothing it's going to grow wicked still and he's rapturing you out of it because he's got a relationship with you Mm. because you've got oil because while you were here you put him first yes you see so now he knows when you get there you're going to put him first as well nothing's going to change you see uh, you can't say no i'll do it later because later is going to surprise you mm-hmm. you you're not and you're supposed to be prepared won't. it won't listen here's what jesus said this is this is the words of jesus christ of nazareth he says i am going to come like a what in the night a thief in the night a thief in the night and he says do you know when a thief comes Mm-mm. he says you don't know he said if you do know you would be sitting up and waiting for him yes you see like so, cut. Yeah. <laughs> so you I'm not I'm not scaring you. I'm just I'm I'm just lacing truth here. You see I'm dropping sharp lyrics here. Oh my word. This is this is reality. It's happening. And um like I'm not going to I'm not going to beg you. Like I don't need to. I shouldn't beg you to spend time with God from someone who saved you from death and someone who absolutely loves you and longs to hear your voice and wants to have that relationship with you. I shouldn't beg you to do that. You should automatically do that. You should you should want to be with him and you should at this point you should start hating the world and the mm-hmm. things there. You should. And um that's so that's what I have to share with you. It's serious, guys. Like I'm not even kidding you. Until you go out there and you do the work yourself like it's it's a wake-up call like wow like we came across a lot of people that met jesus and i know the scriptures and i know that it says this gospel will be preached throughout all the world there are christians in iraq there are christians in iran there's christians in china yeah so so why am i saying that i'm telling you it's, it's preached throughout the world yes it's preached throughout the world so are there people that still need to be saved yeah but it's not billions and billions of people anymore you see so we've got a little bit of work but not much more mm-hmm. so again i'm gonna say to you i'm <laughs> I'm going to warn you because the Lord told me I must warn you people. He told me that. He told me years ago. He said, you need to tell them. You need to warn them because they think they can goof off and I'm saved now. That's all I need to do. I'm just saved. You see? And then I'm just waiting for Jesus to come and I'm going to go up. No, I'm sorry. If I call out someone all the time and I'm inviting them over and over and they keep rejecting me and keep rejecting me and keep rejecting me. And then all of a sudden I'm the one that's built an ark and then there's heavy storms coming and now there's massive flooding 
and a couple of us are in the ark already now all of a sudden you want to come and you want to knock on my door please let me in please let me in do you think i'm going to want to let you in i'm not going to because i've called and i've called and i've called and i've called and you don't answer <coughs> see anyway it's just it's a wake-up call going out there was a wake-up call oh it's my turn yeah and uh, just quickly before I start, I just want to, something that people don't really talk too much about is the word salvation. They think that salvation is literally just making Jesus the Lord of your life and that's it, it's your ticket into heaven. But it's not, because the Lord said to me, salvation, it's a journey with Jesus mm. and God is the destination. Mm. So if you think you're just saved to go to heaven, you are missing it wholesale. Yeah. So um, yeah, anyway. <clears throat> So my message tonight for you blessed souls is um, it's called faith and vision, faith in your vision. So I know some of you are thinking, oh, that vision stuff again. <laughs> but we've been preaching about taking 2024 by the horns. And uh, we've been talking about how we don't want to live the same life we did last year. And what is the heart of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. It isn't going to happen ever. You can keep trying it. It won't. So Trevor and I said, no, bugger this. We are doing things different this year and we are going to reach for the stars. So I was sitting around and thinking, I've got a message to do because Trevor's busy focusing on praying out some stuff. So what do, Lord, what do you want these people to hear? And this message just popped into my heart about faith, the whole point of faith, how faith works for your vision, how to make your vision come to pass. <clears throat> Anyway, so I did ask on the group last night, I did say to those who are all live streaming, um, get yourself a notepad that is just going to be designated for doing this vision um, session that we're going to be doing. And I don't want to scare you with the whole vision idea. It's literally just a book that we're going to write our dreams and goals in for the year. It's time that we start writing down the things we want to, to do. And if you read my message this morning, um, I mentioned who plans, who goes on a trip and doesn't plan that trip first. No one does. No one just hops in the car and drives. They plan nothing. They don't care about the amount of fuel. They don't care where they're going. They don't get their car serviced. Nothing. So, yes. So, um, my point is no one goes through life not planning things. You've got to plan where you're going. Otherwise, what's the point? You're just going to keep coasting along. Isn't that what everybody's doing at the moment? Everybody's just coasting along, living each day as it comes with no vision at all. And what does the word say? My people perish for a lack of vision. So we are not going to be those people who perish this year. We are going to move forward and we're going to hit our goals. We're going to achieve them. So that's what I want you to you have, have your book for. We are going to write goals down and I'm going to get to that in a moment. Um, but I just want to share something with you with regards to faith. Because I think sometimes people make faith a very complicated thing. Yeah. Um, and it's really not. Like we use money as a currency, yeah? The kingdom works with faith. So you can buy anything you want with faith. 
So I just want to tell you a little story. You guys all know Walt Disney. He is known for Disneyland and all of that. And he was quite an extravagant thinker. Okay. And they actually called him, the people who worked the work, people who worked for him, they called him an impossibility thinker. So they would have their board meetings and they would sit around the table and discuss about what's the next thing they're going to do. And, you know, Walt Disney would um, bring up this really outrageous idea and then the guys would go, oh, yes, we can do this and do this and do this. And Walt go, no, then we're not doing that. And then later on he'd go, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? And when his people said to him, Walt, that's impossible. We can't do that. He said, that's what we're going to do. He was known as an impossible, impossibility thinker. And God is expecting us to be an impossibility thinker. So... This is how God wants us to be. Impossibility thinkers. He wants our dreams so big, so outside of the realm of outside of the realm of possibility. So the only way you can achieve these dreams is if you use your faith in God. So, you know, we sit here and we think we want to believe for a house. I, I think about myself years ago, believing for a little house. I went small in my mind and God's going, I've got something so much bigger for you because he's a big God. He doesn't want these small, tiny little dreams. He puts big dreams in us, big dreams in us. Um, and doesn't it say in the word, it's impossible to please God without faith. Yeah. And so you got to go, you have to build up your faith and go after these beautiful big plans that he puts in our heart because he gives us the desires of our heart. Let's face it. He puts those dreams in our heart. We've had dreams in our heart for a bigger house, yeah. a big, beautiful house that every time I show people the photos of this house, they look at me with these big eyes as if to say, oh, you're in a shame. How do you think you're going to get that? And I always say, my dad's paying for it. Because it is. It is completely out of the realm of our normal thinking to be able to afford a house of that caliber. But it's a house that God said to Trevor, this is your home. So we are going to go after that house. So when you get born again, you are given the measure of faith. So every one of us is given the exact same measure of faith when we are born again. Trevor didn't get more than me. Andrew didn't get more than me. I got the same amount as everyone else, just like everyone else live streaming. We all got the same measure of faith. There's no favoritism. There's no extra spoonfuls on the one side. Yeah. We all got the same. So now I want to show you a picture and if you guys don't mind, I'm going to post it. Can I post it on the WhatsApp group? Yeah, because yeah. I want the people online to see the picture as well. So guys, just bear with me, but I want you to be part of the message. So let me, I'm going to send you a picture and I'm going to show, I'm going to show the guys here. So this is the picture that I've got. So hopefully all my, on, my onliners are having a look at this picture. Okay. When you are born again, you are given muscles. We're all given the same amount of muscles. All of us. No one's got more muscles than me. We're born with the same amount of muscles. Now, I'm not talking about being born again. I'm talking about being born like as a child. Yeah. We all have the same muscles, guys. We all have the same amount of faith given to us as well. Okay. So when you look at that picture, 
what is the difference with these people's muscles and our muscles? I mean, let's be honest. I don't have muscles like this. I don't think many of us have muscles like this, okay? Thank God I don't want muscles like that. <laughs> <laughs> but what is the difference between those guys' muscles and our muscles? They just trained. They have developed their muscles to a greater degree so that they can handle more. Yeah. So the thing is, it works the exact same with faith. We all start with the same measure of faith, small amount of faith that God gives us in the form of a seed, and we are supposed to take it to the gym and work it. Just like these guys in the picture have worked and trained. They've trained every day, some of them multiple times a day because they're addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> but we are supposed to treat our faith muscle the same as we would treat our muscles we go work in a gym. Okay. So, some people are believing God for millions of rands. Some people are believing to put food on the table. What's the difference? The people who are believing for the millions of rands, they have developed their faith to a greater degree so they can believe for more. They're still using faith. They've just developed their faith so that they can believe for more. And the problem with people today is we are sitting with the same amount of faith that God gave us and done nothing with it. We haven't trained it up. We haven't grown it. We haven't developed it. We are trying to take on the world with seed form faith. You're supposed to train it up. Go to gym. Mm. you got to go to faith gym. Okay. So how do you get that kind of faith? This is something we've been preaching since we started. How does faith come, guys? Comes by hearing. <laughs> Faith comes by hearing the preached word. If you're not listening to the preached word, your faith will not develop. Yeah. You coming here tonight and those who are live streaming, you don't realize your faith has developed stronger today than it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And every time you open up your Bible and you read, and every time you're diligent enough to listen to a preached message, your faith is developing more That's and more. It. If you do not read and you do not listen to a preached message, you're not going to gym. You're like a fatso sitting on the couch, stuffing your face full of fast food. Yeah. You are never going to accomplish anything like that. So I love that everyone, because there's quite a lump sum of people that are live streaming tonight and you don't realize how much it helps your faith to listen to the word preached yeah. to you on faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Yeah. So you are yeah, investing in your in your bank account, your spiritual bank account, so that you'll be able to make a really good withdrawal. <clears throat> so yes, we don't always understand how faith works in the heart. That's God's mystery. But when you listen to the word and you read the word and you speak the word, faith develops in you. Faithful things develops in you. Like if you were going to gym and you were lifting weights, and remember, no one starts lifting 100 kilos at once. You all start with those cute little like 5 kg dumbbells or I think the girls always start with little 1 kg dumbbells yeah. in each hand. And then it goes to like a 3 kg and off it goes. And as you get stronger, you're able to lift more. And this is what I'm trying to press in with everyone is that we take our faith walk so seriously that we deliberately go to faith gym to build our faith muscle because... God doesn't want us living these little mediocre lives. He is the wealthiest. You actually can't call him wealthy because everything belongs to him. He he's opulently rich. Seems like such a lame word. 
but everything belongs to him. And if he's our father, shouldn't we be living on the same level as him? Yeah. Like he's a king, yeah. the king, and we are living below the bar. And he's going like, dream big. Come on, dream bigger. Um, so God is the one that puts these dreams in our heart. I know that everyone sitting here and live streaming tonight, the Lord has put something in your heart that you are too afraid to approach. You know, like the house that Trevor, uh, the Lord has given Trevor and I to focus on. There were times where we were, we backed off a bit from it because it is a big dream. So I know the Lord put that in our heart because he's an impossibility thinker. Everything that is impossible to us is very possible to him if we trust him. So if we trust him for this house, He'll make it possible. So I know that God has put a dream in each and every one of us that we are actually either afraid to approach or we just don't know how to approach because there's God is no respecter of persons. He's not going to give us one thing and he's not going to give anyone else. He's put big dreams in us, big possibilities in us. And it's our responsibility to build our faith and go after those things. Because everything he puts in us, he puts in there for a purpose. Mm. It's there for a purpose. And one of the things that I've learned about God is when he gives you something or he he puts a dream in your heart, it's never just for the one little single purpose we think. Because, and, and I'm going to use Trevor and I for this because there's so many angles to go from this. That house is not just a home for him and I. It is a place for people to come together for counseling, ministering, for us to have home church with bigger premises. It's a place where we can feel safe. It's a place, like there's so many reasons to have that place. It's not just a place where you're going to sleep and eat. It's a place where people are going to feel the presence of God in it. There are people going to be helped there. People are going to get led to Jesus there. There's more purposes to it than anything else. Um, So he's never just gives you something for one small purpose. There's always more to it and more people are are affected by you receiving your dream or, or making your dream a reality. So... Another little story that I heard was very, very interesting. Um, Some of the ministries that we follow um, is uh, Jerry Savelle. I love his daughter, Terry Savelle. I get most of my vision board stuff from her because she is so, she's an expert in this stuff. And her dad, um, in the 1980s, he was um, working with the Kenyan um, president to build a medical center in, in, in Kenya. He was doing a lot of work in Africa. And anyone who knows who Oral Roberts is, some of us, we love Oral Roberts. Um, he found out about the stuff that uh, Jerry Savelle was doing. And he asked if he could come on board with the trip and be a part and see where he could help and so forth. And so this one specific day, they're sitting on, this, on, this, on the platform while the Kenyan president is busy speaking. And Oral Roberts is sitting next to uh, Jerry Savelle. And he's busy writing on a, on a, um, like a, a serviette kind of thing, a napkin, sorry. He's writing on a napkin and he takes the piece of paper and he, he, get, he passes it to, to Jerry. So I just want to post another, this is very unorthodox. Okay, guys, but I want you to be part of, of the message. So I just want to post another picture <laughs> and this is what he gave Jerry. So Jerry's like, what's this? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So Oral's like, read it again, read it again. And he's, he's like, I don't understand. What, what, what are you talking about? And he's, and 
while this is going on, I mean, people can see them talking on the stage, you know? And like, yeah, is Oral having a conversation with, with Jerry? And then he, he looks at it and he, he says to Jerry, it's Oral Roberts backwards. And he's like, you wrote your name backwards. Like, are you bored? And he goes, yes, I'm bored. I'm bored with your small thinking and your small minds. And this is like, Jerry's like, you bored? We make you bored? You bored with us? And he said, yes. Just because they weren't thinking outside the realm. So here's my question to you. And here comes your next picture. This is quite cool. <laughs> I like doing visual stuff. So here's your next picture. <clears throat> is God bored with your small thinking and your small dreams? Do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> okay. So... You have to look at your dreams and your visions and you have to ask yourself, is God bored with my small thinking and my small dreams? Why am I so afraid to go for those bigger things? Okay, so now that we got those pictures underway. <laughs> okay, so God's saying, ask me for something big. If it's in your heart, it's because God's put it there for a purpose. Ask him for something that makes him look like God. So you've got a car. Don't ask God to fill the tank. Ask God to pay the car off. Don't ask God to pay your rent. Ask him for a house. Like we've got to go from this small, oh, barely getting by mentality to thinking big. God said we are not asking enough. I mean, we're asking him on the level of what we think we are worth. How bad is that? We're thinking small and dreaming small because we think we are worth that small thing. So do you believe that the Bible is the number one success book in the world? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you believe that everything you, you need to live a successful life in this world is in that book? It's found in the word of God. Yeah. Okay. So listen to what... The author says, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. You guys are welcome to go there if you want to, but it's not necessary. Um, Matthew 7, 7. It says, it's actually Matthew 7, 7 to 8. Yeah, I've got until 8, I think, yeah. If you guys are following, just let me know. Um, obviously, the live stream is gone. <laughs> I'm just going to take it as you're all running and grabbing your Bibles. Actually, you shouldn't be grabbing them. They should be right there. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone ready? It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. You have not because you ask not. Seven little words that... um. Steve Harvey's mother drummed into his mind. Those little words, and it is word, <laughs> were drummed into him. So he always measured everything out on that. If I don't have it, I haven't asked for it. So you have not because you ask not. So if you're lacking things in your life, it's because you haven't asked God. You need to ask him. He's a big God. He can handle all of that. So... <clears throat> What I want, oh, I just want to watch the time here. Okay. I think I'm actually going to read a couple of other scriptures to you guys as well, just to get the um, Mark 11, 24. And you were right about further on in the scripture. Uh, Mark 11, verse 24. It says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. 
um, if I remember correctly, um, it said that asking God is 33 times. I think it's in the New Testament. He's The Lord tells us 33 times to ask for things. But people are so afraid to ask because I think they, they feel like they don't deserve it. And there's guilt and shame that blocks them. And God's going, like, I love you. Like, I want to do these things for you. Just ask me for it. Just ask me for it. And if you believe it in prayer, I'll do it for you. Like, there's no hesitation. Guys, I really hope that when we're done here tonight, that one of the things that does stand out to you is the nature of our father. Mm. He's a big thinker. He's got big dreams for you. Mm-hmm. He wants you just to ask him for things. Yeah. Because if you're a parent, and I know a lot of us are, if our, pa- if our kids asked us for anything, if we could do it, we wouldn't even hesitate. We would just do it because we love our kids. So how much more our father than John 14, 14 as well? <clears throat> I hope that you guys are writing down these scriptures. I will post them as well. Um, but it's good to keep the word before your eyes. And you've got to keep reminding yourself that God wants you to ask. And you can't sit there expecting things to happen, but you're not asking him. Um, John 14, 14 says, you may ask for anything in my name and I'll do it. It doesn't have any um, restrictions there. It doesn't say you can ask for this, but you can't ask for a house. You can ask for the rent, but you can't ask for the house. You can ask for the gas to be filled, but you can't ask for the car. You can ask for a donation, but you can't ask for a job. Like, how does that even make sense? He says, and I think sometimes we overlook some of these words. You may ask me for anything, Mm. anything. There's no limitation. The limitations come from us. We've got to... Get rid of the limitations because God is a limitless God. And you can't treat him like he's going to run out, eh? He's really not going to run out. So you can ask him. I think there's 8 billion people on the face of the planet right now that are alive. And would you believe that if every every single person, all 8 billion, ask God right this second for something, he would be able to make every single person's dream come true immediately. And he wouldn't struggle. And he'd still have left over. (laughs) So... Just ponder on that for a second. He's never going to run short, ever. Then we've got Matthew 18, verse 19, which is really, I really like the scripture because if you're married or if you have a partner, you're not married yet, but you are going to get married. This is a, or even like us having a little ministry um, get together or a prayer group thing. This works wonders. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. So you can agree on anything anything okay we're not talking about murder and backstabbing now okay so if someone did you wrong today we're not we're not talking about that (laughs) if two or more of you agree on anything it will be done not it might be done it will be done i love all of these promises of our father Uh, what about when jesus said uh, all things are possible to him yes exactly not some things yeah t's and c's apply (laughs) oh they're no t's and c's (laughs) Then I've got another scripture which I found, which is James 4, uh, verses 2 and 3. Guys, I really hope you're writing these scriptures down. They they really will benefit you, especially if you feel like you are just afraid to ask God for anything. Um, you've got the limitations on. When you read these verses, it really renews your mind 
to the fact that you can come boldly to the throne of grace. You can come to your father and he will grant you what you ask for. If you believe in prayer, you can have it. Um, I think this is from the NLT version. It says you are jealous of what others have, but you don't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. There we go. You don't have because you don't ask. So guys, let me just encourage you that it is important that you get rid of the limitations. You step out in faith. And how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word preached. So if you are believing for healing, what do you have to do? You have to go to gym to work your faith muscle on healing and healing will come. If you are believing for finances, you've got to build your faith muscle in finances. You can't just never believe it for money and then all of a sudden you want to believe for a million rand. It doesn't work like that. You've got to develop because let me tell you what's going to happen. You're not going to have the faith for the million and you're going to fall flat on your backside and you're going to be discouraged and you're going to think it's not God's will for you. And then you'll think this faith thing doesn't work for you. It's the same thing with working in a gym. You can only pick up 10 kilograms, but you want to try and pick up a hundred and you hurt yourself and you're like I'm never going back to gym again stupid gym. Yeah. <laughs> stupid gym. <laughs> and you may in in the natural you might actually hurt yourself quite badly because you try to take on more than you can handle may not be able to go back to gym again but in the spirit realm as well you can't tackle something that is way bigger than what you are used to accomplishing so I'm not saying don't dream big I'm just saying and we're going to go through all this stuff with your vision um, planning for the year you've got to put these dreams out there but there's milestones that you attack for each one so don't worry about that but just understand that nothing can be accomplished without faith. And it is so important that you build your faith up on a daily basis. And for those of you who are used to being in the word, reading the word every day, you'll be able to um, testify to this, that if you miss one day in the word, you feel low. You feel like, like the energy has been drained out of you just from one day with no word because it's that word that builds you up and you need that every single day. You need, it's like a person who needs to go to gym seven days a week. If they don't go, they feel like they failed. So you've got to go to spiritual gym every day, reading your word, listening to a preach message. And it's important to get into a group with a bunch of believers who are like-minded so that iron sharpens iron. Okay, so some of the things that we have to remember, we have to ask big and we have to believe that God is able to do what we are believing for. And remember that if there's something big in our heart, it's because God has put it there. He's the impossibility thinker. He's the one that puts those impossible plans in us. And he's the one that wants us to reach for those things. So you have to ask big because like I said, he's put that dream in our heart. You're going to put voice to it by speaking that thing. And you have to believe it. So don't ask for what you think you're worth. Ask for what you think God is worth. People are believing for churches, but they like want to look at this little, tiny little church. And God's going, no, I'm thinking big. You've got to go bigger. We need to expand. You've got to get to the point where only the best for God, only the biggest for God. Got to do it for him. Got to go big. Um, we've got to get rid of this poverty mentality. Like we expect nothing from God, but he's so faithful, guys. So stop asking for things that are possible. I mean, what's the point if it's possible? It means you can achieve it. Who needs faith for that? Start asking for things that are going to make God look good. Because at the end of the day, it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. If they see something we have, they'll
they'll be prone to ask us, how did you get that? Especially if it seems very unlikely. So just another thing quickly, there's a, a little term that people use. It's called the chokehold. The chokehold is so funny. We, we call it something else. I think we call it like a limitation. When you hit this limitation where you can't go further because it almost feels too much. Like if, if I say someone who is believing for a job and they have got they've got papers behind them and whatever they they can ask for a 20,000 rand job okay but they don't have the value for the 20 they don't believe that they are worth that 20,000 so they believe for 10 20 is just too high I know some of us are like 20 what's that (laughs) but there are people out there that really don't earn that so (laughs) Um, they can go for 10 but they can't go for 20 because they choke at 20. Mm. You've got to look where your chokehold is. You can drive a 100,000 rand car but oh never a 500,000 rand car. Mm. You can have a 700,000 rand townhouse but I'm not going to go for a 6 million rand house. You choke because we're looking at our limitations and it's not our limitations that count it's God's. So we've got to get past that chokehold that stops us and I heard this funny story of uh, one of the preachers. Um, he's very wealthy. And all preachers are supposed to be wealthy, okay? Don't fight it. So we're supposed to be wealthy so we can give to others. That's the whole point yeah. of it. And his daughter and husband, his daughter and her husband have just bought this new house. They believe for this house from the Lord. They got the house that they were believing for. They moved in and they had very minimal furniture. <clears throat> so the dad came to visit, the rich pastor, comes over and he says, Jody, you really need a rug here. It'll warm the place up. She runs with a picture to her dad and she's like, dad, dad, this is this is the rug we're going to be getting. We believe in God for this rug. And he's like, okay, well, Jody, come, let's go get it now. I want to buy it for you. And she says, no, no, dad, it's expensive. We're believing the Lord for the money for it. So he goes, okay, leaves it. Two years later, they're in the house again. They've got a lot more furniture. And he's like, Jody, you really need to get like drapes in the place, you know? And uh, he's like, she's like, dad, look here. She shows him a picture. These are the drapes we're having custom made. Uh, four drapes blah and he's like okay come let's go get the fabric let's go and get that done I want to pay for it and she's like no dad it's four drapes it's very expensive and he's like okay so time goes by Jody gets a new car she takes her dad out to lunch they're driving he says to her Jody how much do you owe on this car she says about nineteen thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars he says let's go to the dealership I want to pay the car for you right now she says as the Lord leads as the Lord leads <laughs> she got rid of the chokehold God was trying to bless her the whole time no. but she couldn't receive it was too much for her it was too much to get the rug because i can promise you it wasn't a hundred dollar rug custom made curtains for ceiling high windows they are not cheap she got she choked on that and she got the message when her dad said let me pay off your car she'd removed the choke and god was allowed to bless her because even though it was coming through her natural father it was god who was trying to break that chokehold on her so guys we're not going to have chokeholds this year so what I want to do with you guys for 2024, I know it's February, um, but I'm sure everyone who made their news resolutions has already tossed them out yeah. or never ever wrote them. And um, I'm going to give you five points 
and I hope that you'll write them down. If you don't, I will put them on the group. You've got your books. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be intentional about growing this year. We're going to be intentional about going after our dreams and goals. Because guess who we're doing it for? It's for our father. Yes. It's for the people who don't know God, who need to see how he is and who he is. If we stay in the same place, not progressing, not prospering, not having provision, not driving good cars, not living in nice houses... Who's going to want a piece of that? They, nobody wants to follow someone who's not prospering. So we are going to be the team that's prospering this year. We're going to be the group that's prospering this year because we're going to make our father look good because it's about him at the end of the day. Yeah. So number one, envision your dreams. Envision where you want to go. Like I said in the message this morning, no one goes on a trip without planning it. Where do you want to go? You have to envision it. If you want a bigger house, envision it. If you want a better car, envision it. If you want a better job, envision it. If you want nicer clothes, envision it. Write it down. Write them down on a piece of paper. Because as we've always heard, if it's not on paper, it's a vapor. <laughs> you can't keep things in your head, guys. You can't. Yeah. You've got to put it down on paper. And as Trevor and I have spoken in our uh, Taking 2024 by the Horns, you up your possibility. I think it was like 43% yeah. just by writing down your dreams and goals. So please... Do something different this year. Write down the things that you're believing for. And if they're big, make them as big as you can. Just go wild. You really, really put a smile on your father's face when you start reaching for the things that only he can make possible. Then number two, number one is envision it and write it down. Number two is speak to your dreams. So once you've written down your dreams on a piece of paper, you're literally going to sit for a couple of minutes every day and you're going to read through those dreams and visions. You're going to read through them out loud so you can hear them. It's you that needs to be convinced. Yeah. Nobody else. You need to be convinced that God is pulling this off for you. Number three, take action towards your dreams. What can you do from your side to bring those dreams to pass? And it could be as simple as making a phone call, being in the right place at the right time. Don't sit at home when you could be out meeting possible people who could help you, introduce you to someone who will guide you in the right direction. When opportunity knocks, you've got to take it. Then number four, sow into your dream. Yeah. It's important to sow into a vision. Like for the ministry, the ministry wants more partners. So the ministry has to sow into other ministries and become partners with them. Yeah. If you want to um, go on a trip, then sow money towards someone else's trip. I'm not saying pay for the whole trip. I mean, yeah. if you can afford to, great. But if you can't, it's about the heart. Yeah. Sow into it. If you want to get married, sow money towards someone else's wedding. Yeah. If you want a baby, sow into someone else who is having a baby. You, do you get what I'm saying? Sow into whatever you want to see come to pass in your own life. And then five, praise God before your stuff manifests. You praise him now already, thanking him yeah. in advance yeah. before anything is even seen because that's what faith is. Faith is calling those things that be not as though they already are. So why wouldn't you give God thanks? So guys, I'm going to end this off now before, you know, <laughs> I, I probably could carry on, but um, I won't. 
Be intentional about growing yourself this year. Be intentional about doing things completely different. We are not a group of people who do the same thing over and over and expect different results. We cannot be like that anymore. We've got to change our ways. Jesus is coming soon and he said, will he find faith in the earth? Will he? Are you going to be representing faith? Will he say he sees your faith. It's your faith has made you well. Yeah. And how does faith come? Comes by hearing. And if you don't hear, faith isn't going to come. And then you can't cry tears about things that aren't manifesting. You can't cry tears about where you are when you have the power to change that. Yeah. God has given you the power. He's given you his power to change everything. His own power that he created everything with. It's the same power he raised Jesus from the dead. That power is in you right now. So you have no excuse to change your circumstances. You have no excuse to live the same life you did last year, this year. So I hope that you guys got something out of that. And I'm going to start posting things about our visions. And I really do expect you guys to start writing down your visions. Three to seven goals and dreams for 2024. I hope that you guys are on board with this. So, um, yeah, I'm going to let Trevor um, close, off. close off in prayer. Okay. I just want to uh, share something with you guys quickly as I was um, listening to Megan. The Spirit of the Lord came upon me. <laughs> <laughs> And I saw something, and I have to share this with you. She said, you've got to, how does faith come? Okay. And we've mentioned this last year, and we got this specifically a revelation by the Spirit of God. Yes, it's in the Bible, but if you read it, it's just head knowledge. It means nothing to you. But in a world full of distractions, mm -hmm. okay, in a world full of distractions, what are those distractions there for? They're there to sap the life out of you. Yes. They're there to sap the hope out of you, okay? Now, this is the illustration that the Holy Ghost gave me yeah, minutes ago while I was sitting here on this chair and listening to Megan <laughs> talk. He showed me a junkie. What does a junkie do? Drugs. He injects himself. Mm. Okay. That's what he does. If he wants to chase after something that takes him on a high and makes him happy, what does he have to do? He's got to inject himself. Yeah. What are you injecting yourself with day after day after day that's keeping you hopeless, that's making your faith weak? You should not be watching the news, listening to to uh, worldly music this this junk little videos um, and where you know Malema talks and you get yourself stirred up and you get angry about that you know he's gonna preach hate <laughs> you know this already but yeah. yet you go and watch it to see what he's gonna say this time you know you should be injecting yourself with the preached word yes <clears throat> that's what you should be doing you should be taking in a minimum of two podcasts a day. Yeah. It doesn't have to just be from this ministry. You you got to you got to feed your spirit. Mm, like you feed your body. How embarrassing is it that a junkie injects himself more than Christians inject themselves with the preached word? Yeah. <laughs> and they will steal. That's embarrassing. They will steal to be able to fund that. Um, oh yeah. Behavior. They they will make things happen. And this is why we're sitting with a big portion of Christians that are saved but are walking around weak, feeble nothing's going on in their life mm. because they're listening to the world there's no strength 
See? So you've got to cut the world out. Yeah. Don't go onto social media and you know it's a it's a sore point for you. And you're going to go and read this junk and it's going to make you angry. We know the mainstream media, they're going to feed you with rubbish. We know this already. Stop going there and making your faith weak. Yes. Stop that. I come across so many Christians with no fire. And I can tell you why. There's no fire because they're not listening to preach word mm -hmm. and they're not reading this might be the only preached word they get once a week you gotta, you gotta listen to preached word every day mm -hmm. because satan's preaching at you every day yes he is and he's preaching hopelessness more than one podcast yeah and it's throughout the day and he's got ministers satanic ministers assigned to you they just need to talk for five minutes mm -hmm. to the point where you're going away and say yes lord you've got to come through for me now after listening to those oaks <laughs> you know what i'm saying so uh make a point of that you've got to discipline yourself jesus said if you want to follow me you've got to crucify your flesh yes you've got to deny yourself what does that mean you've got to put your flesh under control and say hey i've got to do this i know i've got to do this see so going back to that illustration that the holy ghost gave you a junkie deliberately injects themselves so they can get a high. We have got to deliberately inject ourselves with the preached word. That's how faith comes. Yeah. Faith doesn't come. Um, <clears throat> faith doesn't come by experience. There's no scripture for that. Faith doesn't come by you reading your word. Did you know that? Yeah. That might shock you. There's no scripture for that. The, the junkie doesn't say he's going to wait for Sunday to inject himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He wouldn't be a junkie if he injected himself once a week. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, um, guys, uh, I'm saying this because it's very, very serious. We're living in a time now where there's more distractions than ever before. Mm. And they're not just in the news anymore. And it's not just in the streets anymore. It's around you. It's in your workplace. It's your neighbor. You know, sometimes it's your parents. Sometimes it's your siblings. That's what I'm saying. So you got to keep yourself strong. And if you do that, go and, go and feed yourself. I mean, we brought out a family fantastic series uh take your 2024 by the horns in other words you you take control of it you should be feeding yourself with that mm. you should be listening to that because it's gonna it's going to arm you you're going to inject yourself with hope you're gonna say yes i can do this man i can take full control of my 2024 i can i determine how this thing is going to turn yes. out not not satan because satan's also got plans for you he's got new year's resolutions for you yep yes i always felt <laughs> <laughs> You, if you want to find out how say what Satan's plans are for your life, just do nothing, and then you you'll see how he'll just yes. pile the stuff on you, and he'll overtake you. That's just how he works. But faith comes by hearing. Mm -hmm. That's how it comes. You've got to hear. You've got to deliberately inject yourself. Those junkies are faithful. They are. They are faithful to inject themselves. It's what they do. But we... And you notice the junkie fellowships with other junkies. Oh, Andrew. This is a... <laughs> this could be a podcast series. <laughs> <laughs> the ways of the junkie. But anyway... Um, and we're Jesus junkies. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is a, a good message. And it's all about um, stirring yourself up and going for the impossible. And you can... I'm telling you now, you can... You can do it, man. There's nothing stopping you. Jesus said all things are possible. Yes. Everything. Everything. Think about that. Your dad owns this earth. Yeah. Listen to me. Ramaphosa and the ANC don't own South Africa. The elite Your father own. owns this yeah. place. It's his. Mm. 
This place belongs to you. All the resources belong to you. Okay? Think about that. So don't sit there as if you've got no hope, as if nothing belongs to you. All the, everything out there, it all belongs to you. And a lot of us, I'm going to say this, but you think about this. This is reality. A lot of us are going to come up to heaven and we're going to meet Jesus. I mean, we, we've lived for him here on the earth, but we, we've lived and we've operated far below mm. um, what rightfully belongs to us. And the Lord's going to put his arms around you and say, I had this for you. I had that for you. Yeah. I had that for you. For you and it's not to it's not to condemn you it's just to show you what all already belonged to you mm. yeah he's gonna say uh, i knew your poverty but you're rich. yeah in the book of revelation he says that uh, i know your poverty i know your struggle but you're rich you're rich that's revelation yes everything belongs to you this <laughs> earth belongs to you doesn't belong to the anc doesn't belong eff oh, malema can cry tears until his eyeballs fall out their sockets <laughs> it's never gonna be his land you understand it's never gonna be his land he never created this place Yes. He can do what he wants. This place still belongs to your father. And it still belongs to you. You yes. are his child. Amen. So dad wants you to think big. So think big. Mm -hmm. We can do this. Ramaphosa and all his oaks, they've got to steal. They don't have, their father's the devil. So they're just doing what their dad does. Yeah. You understand? But you don't have to steal. You really don't have to steal. You don't have to beg. You're not poor. You're not a hobo. Okay. So think about the, the illustration of the junkie. And deliberately inject yourself. Go and look up those podcasts. If you haven't listened to it yet, yo, go and learn from the junkie. <laughs> don't, don't take the drugs now, but go and learn from the junkie and go and take hope and inject yourself with hope. Inject yourself with strength and pay attention to the stuff, man. Don't play it. You think you're fooling God. You're not fooling anyone. You're not fooling Jesus. You're not. You just got it playing in the background. Go and take down notes. Take control of your mind. Go and Jot down notes. Go and take that. That's how you get this thing to listen and obey. And then you'll find out, man, you'll find that all of a sudden you're excited about the year. You find that, hey, man, I can do this. You'll find out that there's nothing is impossible to me. You know, you'll, you'll take control of what God has got for you, you know, but you've got to listen. You've got to inject yourself with hope. You must do it. That's the only way. Faith doesn't come any other way. Mm. It doesn't come by praying. It doesn't come by reading your Bible. Why am I telling you to read your Bible then? That's there for you to meditate on. Yeah. Reading the Word is there for you to meditate. And you've got to know what the Word says. Otherwise, how do you know what to do? Yeah. You, you read the Word. You study to mm. show yourself approved. That's what that's for. Faith doesn't come by reading your Bible. It's there so that you can learn about God. That you can get to know His ways. You can see how He deals with people. And that type of thing. It's there for you to meditate on. But faith doesn't come by reading your Bible. Mm. It comes because God sent someone to preach the word. And it puts faith in your heart. It gives you substance. Yes. All right. Okay. Let's end this off in a word of prayer. Father, we're so grateful to you. We're so grateful. We can learn from you. Mm. We can learn so much from you. We can yes, grow. We thank you, Father, for feeding us with your hope. Thank you for helping us that we can dream big. Thank you, Father, for the dreams that you put inside of our heart and help yes, them come alive. Bring those dreams to the surface, Lord, where it's obvious. Help us, Father. Help us make it plain to us. 
and we just thank you for all your help. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for everything you made life so easy for us. You've handed everything to us on a silver platter. Mm. I look at Jesus, the sacrifice. He done all the hard work. Then you went and you gave us your Holy Spirit yes. and you gave us faith. We don't have an excuse. You put the fruits of the spirit on the inside thank of us. You, You've given us your Holy Spirit so we can have the gifts of the spirit. You've delivered us from the curse of the law. You've already given us your blessing. You've given us the ability to speak in other tongues. You've given us your faith. You've given us preachers to the body of Christ to edify us, to help us, to, to help grow us. You've given us your precious written word. We have got no excuse as to why we should fail. It's no excuse, Lord. You've given us everything. It's actually, we actually have an unfair advantage. Yes. We're actually really spoiled beyond measure. That's the honest truth. And we thank you for it. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm cut for yet. Okay. I just want to say something quickly. Okay. Um, guys, before you all run off and uh, enjoy <laughs> enjoy the rest of your evening, um, I just wanted to quickly remind you about the books that I want you guys to do. Um, I want you to please, please, please write down your visions tonight while it's fresh in your mind. Yes. I, I really, I challenge you. I challenge you to do this. I want you to believe that... It is December the 31st, 2024, and I want you all to say this has been the most amazing year I've ever had. What would need to happen for it to be that way? You need to write down your goals for this year, that when the end of the year comes, what needs to happen for you to say this has been the most amazing year of your life? Don't be scared to write things down. Um, do like three to seven goals. Don't have to um, start with big, um, with too many. Otherwise, you get distracted. Um, take your books. Go and find little pictures that represent your dreams. Um, I've got a little um, kind of like a little spreadsheet thing that I made, which you're welcome to use, or you can make your own. I know we've got some creative people on the group here. Um, where you can actually just put a picture of your dream, the scripture you're going to stand on, and then leave a space at the bottom to put a picture of your dream that's manifested. And um, guys, I really want you to do this because we've all got dreams in our hearts and we need to like stop this thing where we're so afraid to go after our dreams. Um, God put those dreams in your heart. So don't keep them buried inside you. It's time that we start achieving them. Grab your books, get serious about it, get cokies and pencils and cute washi tapes. And I know I'm speaking to some of the girls right now. Um, you know what a washi tape is. I know at least one of you does. So, <laughs> and um Make your book cute, man. And well, guys don't need to make cute books, but make your visions. Do do it in the book. Cut out pictures. Pretend Photoshop yourself in the stuff, man. If you're believing for a boat, Photoshop yourself next to your dream boat. And if you guys have issues with that, uh, Andrew's amazing with that. Um, he photoshops himself in everything, and he's photoshopped us everywhere. So if you if you need him to do that for you, I've I just, found myself in places. I've just pumped him out now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but guys you need to see these things if you cannot see yourself achieving these things you will never have them 
you have to see it in your spirit first. You have to see it there first. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to emphasize that. And um, guys, I really appreciate all of you logging on tonight and listening. Yeah. You really did increase your faith so much more today than you did yesterday. And we are on this journey together where we are going to grow up together and we are going to achieve our dreams this year. And we're going to make God look amazing. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> and on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's message. And go and comment. Yes, go don't comment. be afraid, guys. We go love hearing comment from on the, you. the WhatsApp group. It's so encouraging you know um i hope you enjoyed tonight's message <laughs> and uh remember faith comes by hearing so keep, keep on, on hearing hey everyone if you enjoyed today's podcast feel free to let us know by contacting us via our telegram channel trevor van veren ministries or send us a message on our facebook account and if you liked what our ministry is doing why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.